Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. Do I have everybody's attention now? Do I have everybody's attention now? Don, I got you. Don, Do I have everybody's Sunday attention night. now? You put them cameras on me, then you must be willing To get that heart touched, it's a must-see feeling The news ain't good, then it must be villain So I say it's aggrounded, I don't trust these feelings Spread across your nose, and I'm on your air High as next on the cloud Am I in the air, Sunday night's prime time I flex mine better, Voltron transform to DX Don Mega and unseen, you probably think I'm nice Cause I flow like a stream to your wireless device And the smoke full of steam any given night, I'll show up like a piece of any given slice. And for the latest and what is best about I, tune in and tune the rest out, Don. You gotta tell them, am I in the clear? Is this thing gone? Am I on the air? On the air. Hi, am I on the air? Oh yeah, what is going down everybody? Welcome to a brand new edition of Am I on the Air? It is Monday, December the 8th of 2014. My name is Don Mega. I am your host for Am I on the Air, as always. And I welcome you to the show. It's Season 9, Episode 15. Today's episode is titled, The Squizzard. So the Squizzard is really talking about what's probably the biggest story of the week. And that's that we have our official cast of the Suicide Squad. Yes, uh, super excited to talk about this. And um, there's actually a lot of good casting news that we're going to get into. Um, You know, DC blasted it out with the Suicide Squad casting. And then we got some confirmation on Deadpool, and we got some confirmation on Doctor Strange. We even got some confirmation from Marvel on Jessica Jones for the Netflix television series. And even outside of the comic book world, we got the official cast and name of the next James Bond film. So there's a lot of casting stuff to talk talk about, and I am super stoked to bring it to you here today. We're going to have a great episode Before I get into the casting news, as always, I like to start off with a little movie review. And uh, this was a very slow weekend at the box office. Slow weekend in general. No real big new releases came out this week. um, Other than one movie called The Pyramid. And The Pyramid was in very limited release. Um, It's actually only playing at one theater in my town. Uh, And I actually almost went to see it, but I didn't. But I finally got... To go see Big Hero 6. Took my stepdaughter to go see it the other night. And um, gotta say man. Loved it. I knew I'd love it because it just. From the preview I was already hooked. I was like this is going to be a really cool movie. Baymax is off the chain. I want that robot. I want that robot so bad. Uh, (laughs) He is so cool. Um, The trailers had had me just hooked. Um, and that's saying a lot, because if you've been listening to this show for a long time, you should know that I'm not very big into animated films. Um, I know a lot of people are, (laughs) but, but for me, it's very hard to get me excited about an animated feature. 
It's just something about it. It feels very just childish and kiddy to me. And it's hard for me to just kind of let go of all of that and sink into uh, an animated film. There's been a lot of good ones, though, in the last couple of years. I mean, they come to mind. Wreck-It Ralph, uh, I thought, was amazing. Uh, of course, earlier this year, we had the Lego movie, which I thought was outstanding. Um, and then every once in a while, a movie like this comes along, where you see the trailer, and you're just like, even as an animated film, I was like, I gotta see this film. Uh, so it took a little while, because I know it's been out for almost a month now. Yeah, um, I think it was a month ago to today. Uh, that this movie came out with uh, Interstellar. And um, so I'm glad I finally got to see it. And I got it, like I said, I got to say, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, the story basically is about this young little kid named Hero. Uh, Hero's kind of a little juvenile. He doesn't know what he wants to do in life. He's a super genius. Uh, he's kind of into this robot fighting. And his brother uh, works at this, like, tech kind of college, and uh, he, him and his friends build and create all these really cool gadgets, and his brother tells Hero, you know, like, hey, you should totally come, come to this school, you know, come work with us, and uh, some events happen, I don't want to get into spoilers, but some events happen, and basically, um, Hero meets uh, Baymax, Baymax is originally designed, he's the big fluffy white robot that you see in the trailer, and he's designed as a medical robot, he kind of comes when, whenever you say ouch, or you, or you, you know, scream out in pain, he pops up, and he wants to know what's your pain level, and I'm here to help you out, he's a medical robot that's here to help people. Um, but Hero turns him basically into this superhero, puts on the red suit and everything, and him and, and the friends from the college and everything all become uh, the big Hero 6. They become a group. Uh, there's a guy that, that steals this nanobite technology, and they have to go try to get it back. This movie has a lot of heart. Um, I thought the action scenes were beautiful. I wish I would have seen it in 3D because some of the, some of the scenes I could just tell in my mind, I was like, man, if this, if I saw this in the 3D version, I I bet it was amazing. Um, but I saw it in 2D, but it still looked so beautiful for an animated film. It just, it really popped. Um, I really loved everything about it. Um, you know, I thought the characters were really cute and, um, I liked, you know, the ensemble that they had put together, I liked when they all kind of became heroes, how they were, you know, not really comfortable with it, but they were trying to get into it, and everything that kind of came about in this movie I thought was really, really good, um, and Baymax, like I said, man, you, you have to have a soft spot for this robot, he is just the cutest thing in the world, um, so out of five stars, I gave Big Hero 6 four out of five. And I, I know I, I heard I heard a little bit of grief uh, from uh, some of our Red Dragons Radio cohorts, uh, Friggins, a.k.a. Lobster Johnson, uh, <laughs> and uh, Peeps from the People's Forum were tweeting me saying, you know, like, what? You know, how, how are you only going to give that four stars? Um you know, I know they were saying they liked it better than the Lego movie. I have to disagree. I think the Lego movie was a way better film. Uh, I gave the Lego movie five stars, and they were curious as to why I didn't give Big Hero 6 five stars. Um, I don't know. You know, when a movie is five stars, you you immediately know. You walk out of the theater, and you're like, that was amazing. That was a five-star film. 
when I walked out of Big Hero 6, I didn't feel that way. Like, I, I walked out saying, that was really cute, and I enjoyed it, but I didn't feel like it was a five-star movie. Um, you know, it just... And I don't know if there's really any elements that I can sit here and just be like, it lacked this, and it lacked this, and it lacked this. It's just, I didn't think it was as funny as I hoped it to be. I guess that would be my biggest standout, is the humor aspect of it. There was a lot of humor, and a lot of it worked, but I felt like there was a lot of just kind of down, you know, side to it also. And I needed more. Uh, a movie like that should have been nonstop action, nonstop hilarity, and it, it would have just, it, it should have been a five-star movie. Uh, this is definitely, I think, the start of a new franchise, and the potential is definitely there uh, for Big Hero 6-2, which could easily be a five-star film. So, you know, and, and it's no knock on the film because I didn't give it five stars. You know, five stars means you're basically a perfect film for what you're looking for. And it was close. I mean, that's why I give it four out of five. I thought it was awesome. I would highly recommend it to anybody to go see, especially families. So don't get me wrong when I lay down the uh, the star scale for Big Hero 6. I thought it was great, and I really do think you should check it out. So four out of five stars for me on that. All right? Okay, let's jump into this big casting news that we've been running down. I'm so excited to talk about this. I almost did uh, another special Am I Still on the Air and start pulling all the troops together again, but uh, I held off. Uh, even even contemplated doing like a live video on our YouTube channel, which is something I still really want to get into. I don't know why I'm hesitating, but it, it's got to be coming here soon because it's something that's that's been in the back of my mind now for a while. But let's talk about it. So the first big one I want to get into, of course, the Squizod, the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad is a very unique property, uh, and DC is going all out on this one. Um, for those of you that don't know, the Suicide Squad is this group of villains, basically, uh, in the DC world that are used as a task force. Uh, they're considered they're called Task Force uh, Task Force X, uh, aka the Suicide Squad, and basically they have a little chip that um, the government puts into their brain, and if they try to escape or they try to do anything wrong that we don't see fit, we kill them. Hence, the Suicide Squad. We'll blow up the chip, and we'll murder them. <laughs> so, it's kind of a win-win for us, because if they die during the mission, we don't lose any of our good people. We're losing villains that are, like, on death row. <laughs> and if, you know, and if they do their job the correct way, we offer them maybe a little bit of a lighter sentence. Who knows? Um, but it's a very unique property. You know, we're starting to see... <coughs> All these villain-centric properties pop up, you know, like um, you know, like Spider-Man wants to do Sinister Six, and you know, we, we we hear about a lot of these things saying we want to do it from the villain's perspective, like a Venom movie, and like how Maleficent was supposed to be, you know, uh, stuff like that. Um, so that's what Suicide Squad's doing, and you gotta know that this project is only happening because of how great. Guardians of the Galaxy did. Because if there was no Guardians of the Galaxy and the Guardians of the Galaxy bombed, we would not be having a Suicide Squad film. What you need to understand is that DC is literally going from Man of Steel to Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, to Suicide Squad. That is literally the first, or the next 
DC property to come out after Batman v Superman, which is nuts because you would think that they'd be popping out the Wonder Woman movie, they'd be doing the Flash movie, they'd be doing an Aquaman movie, Green Lantern, Justice League, something else. But no, they're going right in to Suicide Squad. That's crazy. So, Warner Brothers has this new head of the DC films. His name's Kevin Sujahara. And this guy is all in. He basically is like, I'm going to kick ass. And I'm. I don't know if I want to say he's the Kevin Feige of Warner Brothers, but for now, we'll say he is. This dude is all about making the DC films the best they can be and providing the best talent. So we've been hearing a lot of rumors about a lot of people. When, when this property was announced, we heard these rumors about, like, oh, they're in negotiations with Tom Hardy and Will Smith and Margot Robbie. And I'm like, Psst, come on, whatever. I'm so sure they're in negotiations of all these A, A-class you know, celebrities for a movie like Suicide Squad. Nope, let's, you know, I can't wait till the official listing comes out and it's nobody we've heard about. We were wrong. We were all very, very wrong. Uh, All the rumors were spot on. So let's run it down, all right? This will be... Now, these are the names that have been confirmed and who's playing them. It does not necessarily mean that this is going to be the actual squad, okay? I think most of them will be, but there's one character that I don't think will be, and we'll talk about that kind of here in a little bit. So... The film will star two-time Oscar nominee Will Smith. Yes, Will Smith is going to be Deadshot. Tom Hardy is going to be playing Rick Flagg, who is being positioned as the leader of the group. Margot Robbie, who is in Wolf of Wall Street, and she's in the upcoming film Focus with Will Smith, she's going to be Harley Quinn. And I know a lot of people are excited about that because in the original rundown of who they were going to use for Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn was not on the roster. So they changed that. Jai Courtney is going to be Boomerang, Captain Boomerang. Kara, I always mess up her name. Kara Delavini. Cara Delavini, let's say. Uh, she was in Anna Karina, and she's in the upcoming uh, Pan movie with Hugh Jackman. She's going to be playing the Enchantress. And, last but not least, playing the Joker, it is confirmed Jared Leto. So, wow. Wow. Let's do this again real quick. Will Smith, Deadshot, Tom Hardy, Rick Flagg, Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn, Jared Leto, the Joker, Jai Courtney Courtney as Captain Boomerang, and Cara Delevingne as the Enchantress. It's directed by David Ayer, who just did Fury. Um, He also did Training Day, he did Sabotage, the movie with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Great director. So, this is pretty badass, if you ask me. They killed it. They absolutely killed it. Tom Hardy, Will Smith, Jared Leto, and Margot Robbie? Amazing! Jai Courtney is one of the most up-and-comer names in this business going today. For those of you that hear that name, because I get this a lot, I tell people, Jai Courtney, and they're like, who? You've seen the guy. There's no doubt you've seen the guy, because he's been popping up 
all over the place in the last couple of years. He was in Divergent. He was Bruce Willis's son in the last Die Hard movie, in A Good Day to Die Hard. He was the villain in Jack Reacher with Tom Cruise. Um, he was in I, Frankenstein. He is going to be uh, Kyle Reese in Terminator Genesis. This dude is all over the place. He's one of these new actors that Hollywood is all about. They love this dude. And now he's going to be Captain Boomerang. Which was funny because last week's uh, Flash Arrow crossover, we saw our first vision of Captain Boomerang. <clears throat> they even mentioned the Suicide Squad uh, in the TV show. Of course, the DC television and movie universes are separate. Uh, but I thought it was really interesting that right after they announced Jai Courtney, we get Captain Boomerang on, on an Arrow episode. <clears throat> So this is really, really cool. I am loving all of this. And it's funny because Jai Courtney, when we initially talked about him being rumored for the movie, he was being listed that he was going to be Deadshot, um, which Deadshot ended up being Will Smith, which is kind of crazy. So it's funny to see how it all kind of like changed around. So the big question mark here for a lot of people is Jared Leto as the Joker. Now, in no iteration of the Suicide Squad comics is the Joker a part of the Suicide Squad. So a lot of people are kind of getting a little bit pissed, saying, that's dumb, man, you can't have the Joker in the Suicide Squad, that's not what it's all about, blah, 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 blah. I have nothing to go off of, and this is pure speculation, but from my point of view with the way this project is rolling, I do not believe that the Joker is going to be in the Suicide Squad. I don't. I, I... This is going to go a couple different ways. Number one, Joker could be the main villain of this film, and the Suicide Squad has to go after him. That is one idea. The second, which I'm kind of leaning more towards, is that he's only going to be used in a very small portion in this film, and it'll be to connect to Harley Quinn. For those of you that know the comic books, you know that Joker and Harley Quinn kind of go hand in hand. We've never had Harley Quinn on the big screen before, and it's awesome. But I think to introduce Harley, you have the Joker. So you could have basically Harley and Joker pulling off some kind of heist, doing some kind of bad stuff, and they get busted. Joker gets away, Harley gets arrested, and then obviously Harley becomes a part of the Suicide Squad. Joker can get away in the first five, ten minutes of the film, and you don't even see him again, for all that we know. So, I am really thinking more along those lines, that he's just he's just there to introduce Harley. He's there for us to know, look, the Joker is in this DC universe. It could be something to where he's in Arcus, Arkham Asylum, and he breaks out with Harley, and then they get caught, and once again, he escapes, Harley gets arrested. Like, there's so many different ways they could do it, but I really think it's going to center on Harley. Now, if they want to make him a bigger deal, then like I said, he could be the main villain. You know, He could be the villain that the Suicide Squad has to go after, because he's so crazy, no one else can stop him. Right, And Batman's too busy with Superman If they want to try to play with the timeline I don't know um, <clears throat> I think it'd be cool If they even have a Ben Affleck cameo in this film And then you see An interaction with him and Joker and everything And then and Joker get away And then Batman arrests Harley And drops, drops her off um, With Amanda Waller 
Um, which, talking about Amanda Waller, she's the chick who's kind of in charge of the Suicide Squad, and there's a lot of rumors going around in Hollywood right now that they want Oprah Winfrey to sign on to be Amanda Waller. That would be crazy as well. Like I said, they're going full on out with this casting. Um, so that, like I said, so that's my idea with the Joker. Um, I really, really, like, 95% doubt that they're going to make him a part of the Suicide Squad. It just doesn't make sense. He's not a team player. He's not going to, like, get along with all these guys. It, it would be really weird and stupid. And I think they know better than that, you know? Um, Harley Quinn is a newer member of the Suicide Squad that's only been a part of the group for the last couple years. So even her, to a lot of people, doesn't really fit. But she is at least in the comic book iteration. Joker never was, and I don't think that they're going to make him just to kind of shoehorn him in to this universe. I think he's going to be there to plant a seed for something bigger down the road, you know? So it's no shock when we see him pop up again in the Ben Affleck Batman solo movie down the road. So that's my idea for that. Awesome, awesome stuff that the Suicide Squad is bringing us. Um, I'm so excited for this film. I can't wait till they start filming and we start to see, um, you know, so, some pictures of them in costume or the first poster of them together. I think it's so great, man. I'm I'm just so giddy, like over this, you know. Um, the film's gonna start shooting here soon. Uh, I think in April. It's gonna run till about September, uh, and then the film will come out August fifth, twenty sixteen. All right, so that is The Suicide Squad. If you want more info on it, of course, you can always uh, find the info on our Facebook and our Twitter page. All right, so let's keep talking um, some more casting news. Uh, It was also confirmed that we have our Doctor Strange. Marvel officially confirmed, finally, that Benedict Cumberbatch... (laughs) Is your Doctor Strange. We all knew it. This was no surprise. It was no shocker. You know, we've been reporting that Benedict Cumberbatch was in final negotiations and all this stuff. But then it kind of went quiet. Marvel did that big press conference and they announced all of Phase 3 and everything. And they even asked Kevin Feige, hey, what about Benedict Cumberbatch? And Feige said, if Benedict Cumberbatch was confirmed, he would have been here today. And he wasn't. So... It was kind of like, oh shit, maybe that's uh, he's not signed for this thing. A lot of the speculation going around Cumberbatch is that they, you know, he's probably going to get an Oscar nomination for the uh, Imitation Game that's out in limited release right now. The movie is getting rave reviews. He's getting rave reviews, and they think they wanted to kind of uh, get his name out there in the award season before they announced it as uh, announced him officially as Doctor Strange. Um, he's excited for the role, he's ready to do it, the movie's, like I said, coming out in 2016 as well, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Benedict Cumberbatch is officially your Doctor Strange. And in another no-brainer of casting, we all saw coming, but it's nice to finally know it's official, is that Ryan Reynolds is officially returning to be Deadpool in the Deadpool solo movie, also coming in 2016. This is exciting. It was funny because a friend, me and a friend of mine were out to lunch last week, and we were talking about casting stuff, and I said to him, I don't understand how the hell Ryan Reynolds hasn't been confirmed yet, because they announced the Deadpool movie a couple months ago, and we all figured 99% that 
Ryan Reynolds would be back as Deadpool again. But there's been no word, no word at all. And I said to my friend, I said, man, that's so crazy. I can't believe that they haven't confirmed this dude yet. And literally, as I'm talking to him about it, and he's he's agreeing with me, and he's like, yeah, that is really weird. He does a quick Google search on Ryan Reynolds, and up pops a tweet that Ryan Reynolds had just sent out like the previous hour before we were talking about this, saying, it's chimichanga time, with the picture of Deadpool. Uh, and then Variety and everybody else started reporting uh, that the deal has been finalized, uh, and he, he's back as Deadpool. And I just thought that was such a coincidence that I brought that up, and we were in the middle of this discussion, and Ryan Reynolds tweets that, that he's on board. So I was like, damn, it's kind of meant to be right there. Um so it's very very cool. Uh, I'm I'm excited. Ryan, it couldn't have been anybody else. Deadpool needed to be Ryan Reynolds, and I don't know what the delay was in announcing him either. Um, but it's just good to know that they weren't stupid and tried to go a different route. They stuck with the guy they had. They stuck with the best choice for the role, and that is Ryan Reynolds. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Your Deadpool is locked in, and we're getting them in 2016. We'll, of course, keep you posted as more and more info comes out on these movies as we get closer. Uh, and last little bit of Marvel casting news is that we know... Uh, Marvel is doing uh, a deal with Netflix, and starting in 2015, they're going to be doing some Netflix shows. Up first is Daredevil. Um, they're pretty much, I think, finished filming Daredevil now. I think it's going to come out in the first part of, the, of 2015. Uh, then the next series that they're going to do is Jessica Jones. Uh, Jessica Jones is a female superhero that kind of like doesn't really want to be a superhero anymore, but still wants to help people, so she opens, like, a detective agency and helps people kind of solve crimes, right? Um, So Jessica Jones is the next one to be done after Daredevil, and we just got our Jessica Jones. Kristen Ritter is going to be Jessica Jones. Um, I love this casting. I love Kristen Ritter. She is awesome. She's a great actress. She's very easy on the eyes. Uh, and I just, I think she's great because she has like a physicality to her, but she's also very comedic. And I think for something like a Jessica Jones, uh, she's an awesome, awesome pick. Uh, the only thing I'm a little sad about is I know, um, Alexandria Daddario was up for this, and I would have loved to have had her just a little bit more, but hey, I love Kristen, and I think this is a great fit. Kristen was most recently in uh, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, which is a very underrated comedy. Love that show. Um, She's done a lot of little sitcoms here and there. She's popped up in a couple episodes of The Blacklist that she did awesome on. I think, believe she was even on Breaking Bad in the very beginning. Um, she's great. So she's going to be Jessica Jones, which will be the next uh, show to air on Netflix in 2015 after Daredevil. Then they're going to do Luke Cage, and then they're going to do Iron Fist. And then after all four are out, they're going to kind of do their own Avengers uh, called The Defenders. And The Defenders will also air on Netflix. So, And yes, this all takes place in the same Marvel Universe. So if they want... These characters could cross over with the movie world, so just so you know. But yeah, great, great casting stuff there with Kristen Ritter uh, as Jessica Jones. Alright, and in some more casting news, but outside of the world of comic book movies, um, last week, 
we got our first breakdown on the new James Bond movie. It's the 24th movie in the James Bond franchise. The official title of the film will be Spectre. So uh, this is going to also star Daniel Craig once again reprising his role. He did Casino Royale, he did Quantum of Solace, and of course he's coming off Skyfall, which is the biggest Bond movie ever. Now we have Spectre. Uh, Filming officially began today on the film, and the film is going to be fast-tracked. It releases in theaters less than a year away on November 6th, 2015. So they're speeding this bad boy up. Um, so here's the cast that they announced for the film in no particular order. Uh, Rory Kinner, uh, is going to be Tanner. Ben Wishaw returns as Q. Naomi Harris as Money Penny. Ralph Fiennes as M. Andrew Scott as Dineba. Dave Batista, my boy. Dave Batista as Mr. Hinks. Monica Belushi as Lucia Sciara. Leah Sado as Madeline Swan and Christoph Waltz as Oberhauser. And, of course, Daniel Craig back as 007. Um, so awesome. The official James Bond car in the new film, too, is the new Aston Martin DB10, which was a created exclusively just for this movie. Crazy. Um, a lot of people comparing the Spectre thing to, like, Hydra. Like, this is, like, this evil background organization that's been working with the double O's all these years and all this stuff. So, I don't know. It sounds very interesting. What I'm super stoked about this is Christoph Waltz coming in as the villain, which I think he's going to be one of those twist villains. Because in one of the articles I read, basically, it was saying he's kind of like, he helped raise James Bond, and he's kind of this father figure to James, which, of course, I think will end up being the big baddie at the end. But, of course, my biggest thing, because I have such a soft spot, and I already talked about it, Dave Batista. I love Batista. Big fan of his in the WWE. I'm so happy for this dude. Coming off of Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like star levels through the roof. Everybody loved him in Guardians. He's going to be starring in that new Kickboxer remake. And then now, James Bond, man! I mean, how much bigger can you get? You're in a Marvel movie, which is one of the most successful Marvel movies of all time, and now you're going to be a a bad guy in a Bond movie? Mr. Hinks? That is awesome, dude. Kill it, Dave. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Coming off the world of wrestling, following in The Rock's footsteps, it is just so badass. So... There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Spectre, now filming, will be released November 6, 2015. Get ready for that 24th Bond film. Alright, I think we got most of our casting stuff out the way. I might run into some little side stuff uh, as I go through the week's worth of news, um, but I wanted to kind of clump those together as best as I could. So as we all know, there's a new Fantastic Four reboot coming out over the summer. Uh, on August 7th, to be exact, August 7th, 2015. Here is the official synopsis for the film. The Fantastic Four, a contemporary reimagining of Marvel's original and longest-running superhero team, centers on four young outsiders who teleport to an alternate and dangerous universe, which alters their physical form in shocking ways. Their lives 
are upended and the team must learn to harness their daunting new abilities and work together to save Earth from a former friend turned enemy. Um, the more and more I hear about this Fantastic Four reboot, the more and more I'm getting pissed and I'm feeling like this is going to be a ginormous pile of crap. Um, it all started with the Fantastic Four Babies, which was just the super young cast that they got. I was happy when they casted to- Toby Kebbell as Doctor Doom. I was like, okay, cool, I like it, Kebbell's tight. And then they said, well, he's not going to really be like that Doctor Doom. He's going to be like this nerdy, like, tech kind of hacker guy. And his online handle is Doom. And... <laughs> You know, and then now it's like, oh, they went to this alternate universe, and that gave them powers, and they're changed, and I'm hearing these rumors that, like, their Fantastic Four suits are literally, like, space suits. Like, it's just, like, their contaminant suits that they wore when they went to the alternate universe. I don't know. I'm hoping a lot of this is just bullshit, and, and a lot of this will change. The thing that's killing me with this is that we keep hearing, like, all this crap, 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 crap about this movie, but Fox has not put out a trailer, they have not put out a single image, they have put out nothing for this film, so we have nothing physical to actually look at and deal with, all we're doing is going off of all this print stuff, but everything that's being written about this film sounds horrible, so I am not happy with this synopsis. I'm not happy with how this seems to be playing out. And I don't know, man. I, I'm still got my fingers crossed. It's a Marvel film. I know the guy, you know, Josh Trank, who directed Chronicle, is directing this, and he did great with Chronicle. I know, like, even though they're the younger Fantastic Four, I like the cast that they put together on it. Um, you know, I know, you know, the guy that was behind writing X-Men Days of Future Past is behind this, and that movie was great, so it has a lot of good things going for it, but everything we're hearing just sounds so bad, it's not even the Fantastic Four anymore, it's just like, they decided, let's make our own brand new team, and we'll call it the Fantastic Four, just to save the rights, you know, it just, it just doesn't feel right. Okay, let's keep it rocking and rolling with the rest of the news of the week. Parks and Recreation's final season is going to be premiering on January 13th, for those of you. Uh, WB is reportedly very, very happy with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's script for Sandman. Uh, Sandman definitely coming soon. They're, getting, they're moving along very well on the script and everything. Will Ferrell is set to headline a new comedy set in the world of competing Shakespearean actors. This sounds like something Will Ferrell would do. (coughs) Hilarious. Uh, The Vampire Diaries and the original star Claire Holt is looking to be the frontrunner to play Supergirl in the new television series. Um, Speaking of Supergirl, they are still continuing to talk about that it will take place in the same universe as Flash and Arrow. That would be fantastic. We totally need to keep these shows in the same universe. I really hope Supergirl is in that same universe. And speaking of Flash and Arrow, if you didn't watch last week's episode, you need to go back and watch it was a two-part series. Um, the first episode was called The Flash vs. Arrow. It aired on Tuesday. It was, the, it was actually The Flash's episode. But Oliver slash The Arrow and his team 
came to Central City and help, and were looking were looking for a villain, and they ended up fighting each other because the Flash ended up kind of he got infected by this bad guy who put rage in him, and then we got to see a fight between Flash and Arrow, and it was awesome. And then the next night on the Arrow show, uh, they did an episode called The Brave and the Bold, and Barry, a.k.a. The Flash, and his team went to Starling City and helped Arrow out with Captain Boomerang. So it was an amazing crossover. I loved both episodes. Plus, both episodes were the highest-rated shows of the season on the CW. Flash has been doing amazing in ratings. It is the number one rated show on the CW. And the and the crossover episode for the Arrow was the highest rated episode of Arrow on CW. So that is awesome as well. So it proved that this crossover really, really works. And if they're smart, they need to make sure that this Supergirl one stays in that same universe for sure. Um, but yeah, awesome episodes, go watch them, you can see them on Hulu, CW app, whatever you gotta do, check them out, man, I keep trying to tell people, cause it's funny how many people are still like, well, I watch Arrow, I don't watch Flash, watch the damn Flash, they're meant to be together, or people that say, I watch Flash, but I don't watch Arrow, watch Arrow, they're meant to be together, <laughs> they're both fantastic shows, if you like one, you'll definitely like the other, so I don't know what the hesitation's for, watch them both. Last week was amazing. The only thing that sucked is after it was done, I was like, man, I want them to team up like every episode now. <laughs> it's going to be hard to see them go back to their own individual individual shows after that. All right, let's keep it moving with the news. Uh, Amber Heard has joined a new film called The Danish Girl. <laughs> I don't know much more about that. Um, Felicity Jones is going to co-star with Tom Hanks in Inferno. We have... Um, the final trailer for Exodus Gods and Kings, which does hit theaters on Friday. Uh, we have uh, the international trailer for Wild Card, which is a new Jason Statham action movie. Um, the new trailer for Vice, which is a new sci-fi action movie with Bruce Willis and Thomas Jane. Looks It looks really interesting. I'm, I'm def- definitely interested to check out Vice. Although I think this is going to be a straight-to-video movie. Uh, it just has that feel a little bit. Uh, Honest trailer, we have our Honest trailer uh, of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes This of course was in celebration of Dawn hitting Blu-ray and DVD last week So that was our Honest trailer Um, It was good stuff, good stuff Um, Kerry Washington and Kate Hudson are in early talks to star in a new Warner Brothers thriller The National Board of Review Uh, Awards of 2014 has named A Most Violent Year the best film of the year. Uh, That, of course, is a film that's only coming out very limited release. I think they're trying to get some Oscar buzz for it. It has Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac. Um, Yeah, so the National Board of Reviews said it was the best film of the year. HBO has ordered Martin Scorsese um, and Mick Jagger rock drama to series, so they're going to have a new series. Uh, coming next year. Um, Jackson says the Tolkien estate rights are preventing any more Middle Earth films from being made. 
Um, this kind of came out because Peter Jackson was saying, I'm done. Like we're, we're putting the Lord of the Rings and all that stuff to rest now that the third Hobbit movie is coming out. And, um, but then Ian McKellen was like, Oh, I don't believe that for a second. We're going to do more movies. And then, so everybody was like, what? You're going to do some more movies. And then Peter Jackson was explaining that basically they're not allowed to make any more movies, uh, because all of the rights belong to the estate and the estate is not selling or providing use of those rights. The only ones that are public domain is the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, which now have films. So he's saying that it's going to be impossible to do any more at this point, which I'm totally fine with. Cause I hate these damn films. Um, <laughs> Matt Reeves, speaking of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, director of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Matt Reeves, uh, after he makes the next Apes movie, is going to be directing a new bank heist thriller for Fox Studios. Um, in a trailer report, the Star Wars Force Awakens trailer has beat Age of Ultron in its full debut. Uh, Nurse Jackie has added Chris Elliott to its final season. I'm a little sad about this, but Nick Kroll's Comedy Central series, The Kroll Show, is going to be ending with its upcoming third season. So yes, the third season, I believe, next starts next month, uh, and it'll be, that'll be its final season. Uh, I'm very sad about this. I like Nick Kroll a lot. He's awesome on the league. He's somebody I've been following for a long time. And when he started The Kroll Show, I was like, alright, alright, he does some really cool characters on this show. Um, but... I don't know, it, it seemed kind of like a mutual thing, like Comedy Central was kind of like, hey, if you're done, you're done, and he was kind of like, yeah, I think I'm done, so uh, it doesn't seem like it's really a full-on cancellation or anything, it just, they're just not going to do it anymore after this upcoming uh, season, so a little sad to see that one go, because I do love the Crow show. Alright, let's see here. We have a new Everything Wrong With, and it's for Everything Wrong With, The Twilight Saga, Eclipse. <sighs> we have a new trailer for Black or White. It's a movie starring Kevin Costner and Octavia Spencer. Uh, Marvel's Agent Carter, which is coming out next month. Uh, the premiere episode has been extended to two hours. It's going to be a two-hour premiere episode. That's awesome. Looking forward to Agent Carter. A source code sequel is on the way. Um, Anna Forrester, who directs Outlander for the Stars Channel, she's going to be directing the film. Uh, yeah, so original director Duncan Jones is not returning, and it does not look like Jake Gyllenhaal is returning either. So this is just going to be another spin on that concept. I like source code, I didn't love it, but without Duncan Jones or Jake Gyllenhaal, I don't know how well this is going to be. But keep you posted and see how this one kind of comes together. Um, Rumor Mill is stating that the full first official trailer for Star Wars Force Awakens will debut in front of Marvel's uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. It makes sense. They're both owned by Disney. It's going to be the biggest movie of the summer. So let's put the trailer on in front of that. I think it makes a lot of sense. So that is the big rumor going around right now that the new Star Wars trailer will debut before Age of Ultron. Uh, we put up a poster, uh, well, kind of an article with a poster uh, showing the first look at um, promo art for Avengers Age of Ultron that shows Vision. Now, Vision is a character that's going to be a part of the Avengers. Uh, it's it's 
Paul Bettany is playing him, who does the voice of Jarvis. He's he, no, they haven't shown anything. There's been no posters. There's he has he's not in the trailer, um, but they put out this promotional piece that has all the Avengers on it, and Vision is like right in the middle, floating, and he looks awesome. I mean, he looks really spot on to the comic book, which which is really cool because I didn't think they'd be able to pull it off, but they did. <clears throat> Who knows what other tweaks or anything they're going to make to this character. Uh, But based just off this promo art, he looks fantastic. Um, F. Javier Gutierrez, uh, who has been working on the Crow reboot, has dropped off the film. He will no longer be doing the Crow reboot. Uh, The studio has already replaced him with a director named Corinne Hardy. Um, Corinne Hardy really has no film directing credits to his name. Um, makes me a little worried. Um, I am a big, big, big fan of The Crow. The Crow is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, it's funny because I was just listening to the new episode of the People's Forum, uh, and they were doing an episode on, um, remakes and reboots, and the subject of The Crow came up. And my name got mentioned during the the conversation saying how I was okay with a reboot, because a lot of people aren't okay with reboots of their favorite films. Um, So, yeah, let me, since I wasn't on that episode, which I should have been, but (laughs) since I wasn't, let me kind of talk about the, the fact that I was okay with it is because they had a decent director who was working very closely with the creator of the comic, to make a vision that was very close to the original source material. Plus, they had Luke Evans on board. And I love Luke Evans. I think he's an amazing actor. And I think he's a perfect fit for The Crow. But now, things are falling apart. Javier Gutierrez has dropped out. And now it looks like Luke Evans is dropping out. Uh, Luke did an interview last week that said it looks like he's going to be leaving the process because he feels like it's just not making any advancement. He says that, you know, he's been signed to the movie for a couple years now and nothing's happening. There's been just a bunch of little meetings and pre-production, but they haven't started shooting anything. They don't have an exact start date. They don't have really anything set. And he's feeling like, you know, hey, I, I can't, I can't commit and just sit around to do this film when I have no idea when the hell the thing's going to get made. He's got other offers on the table, and he's got to do what he's got to do, you know? And this kills me, because you lose your director, and if Luke leaves, then I'm scared. Then I don't want the Crow reboot anymore, because I am super scared, because they go and they get this Corinne Hardy guy who is only directed like commercials and music videos not saying he can't do it because a lot of our big directors started that way but don't hand the crow reboot right off the bat to him (laughs) so it just it worries me luke if you're listening i know you're a big fan of am i on the air and you listen every week please don't leave the crow is special to my heart and i need you to be eric draven please please don't leave please I think we can still save him, but they need to start doing something on this damn movie. He wants to do it, but you can't blame the guy for leaving because nothing's happening. It's the same thing why Thomas Jane left after the first Punisher film. He was supposed to do the sequel, 
but it just sat and it sat and it sat and nothing happened. And then he left and then they made Warzone. <laughs> you know? It's like, do something. All right, moving on. Um, Preacher, another comic book series uh, that we talked about has been AMC has been looking at doing Preacher. Uh, they have officially ordered a pilot to be made uh, so they could see if they want to pick it up. So that is cool. Preacher has been ordered to pilot over on the AMC channel. Jonah Hill is going to be starring in a new crime comedy called Arms and the Dudes. <laughs> I'll take it. Love Jonah Hill. Uh, Matthew Vaughn's Marv Films is going to be adapting Ghost Girl, which is a, a young adult series. Um, he's not. And a lot of people have been saying, oh, he's directing and talking about his direction style and all this stuff. Matthew Vaughn is not directing this. He owns a production company called Marv, and Marv Films is going to do this. So I'm sure he'll be a producer, but I don't, nothing more is going to be coming from Vaughn on this. Uh, the Two Guns director is going to be taking on a Fox disaster thriller called Cascade. Jane's Got a Gun <laughs> release date has been pushed back again, and now it'll be at the end of 2015. Jane Got a Gun is a movie with Natalie Portman that she filmed back in 2013. And the movie was supposed to... <clears throat> it had one director, and then the director dropped out. Then they got another director, and the director dropped out. They had Bradley Cooper, and then he dropped out. Then they had um, they had Jude Law, and then he dropped out. Like, this film has like had so many casting changes, and director changes, and even release date changes, because it was supposed to come out in the beginning of 2014. Then it was supposed to come out at the end of 2014. Then it was supposed to come out in the beginning of 2015. Now it's coming out at the end of 2014. 2015. I don't know what the hell's going on with this film, but this film's gotta be a big steamy pile of shit because nobody knows what the fuck to do with it. So that's a little scary. Put it out straight to DVD and let's move on, man. Nobody cares. Jane got a gun. Nobody wants westerns anymore. So it's a lot of a lot of effort and uh, stress it seems on all these people when this movie's probably not going to even end up doing anything. <clears throat> Congratulations to Jennifer Lawrence whose song, The Hanging Tree, from uh, Mockingjay Part 1, has actually cracked the Billboard Top 100 charts. Yes, it has peaked the Billboard charts. So the silly little song that she just sang in the movie has become an official single, and Jennifer Lawrence has charted on the Billboard charts. Congratulations, that's pretty awesome. Um... Evangeline Lilly, who's going to be in the Ant-Man movie, she came out and she kind of talked about Edgar Wright's movie and she talked about how they change things. And she goes on to basically, in a nutshell, explain, you know, after she's read both scripts, how Edgar Wright's version, which she said would have been a really fun comic book movie, it just did not fit the Marvel MCU. Um, she said it would have stuck out like a sore thumb and it wouldn't have made any sense with the rest of the Marvel films. So she's like, I totally understand why Marvel had to do what they had to do and get somebody to connect it all. And um, she says both versions are going to be great. She, they actually just wrapped filming on Ant-Man and she, she's super stoked about the film. Can't wait for everybody to see it. And um, it's pretty much what we all expected. We believe in Kevin Feige. We know the vision. And if they knew that, that um, Edgar Wright's vision wasn't going to work out, they had to move on. And they did. And it's going to make for a better Ant-Man film because we need one that will coexist 
with the other 10 Marvel films that are out right now and the next 10 that are going to come out. You know what I mean? So it's good to hear that, that she appreciates everything that happened. Uh, Emily Mortimer's Dolan M has been renewed for his second season at HBO. It always cracks me up since I do this show and I'm so into the news. When I hear about a show like this, Doll and M, I've never heard of this show before. And then you read, it's been picked up for a second season. Where was the first season? Uh, (laughs) I don't know where the first season was. Doll and M? I've never heard of this before. And I watch HBO all the time. Anyway. uh, Ed Sheeran is Spotify's most streamed act for 2014. So congratulations to him. Um... American Idol, uh, Scott Borchetta, is joining season 14 as a mentor. He's going to be taking Randy Jackson's spot um, as a mentor. He's the guy that found, um, shake it off, shake it off. I can't remember her name right now. See, I told you, live live recording, you space stuff. Um, Taylor Swift, there we go. Just had to give it a second. Um, ABC's Manhattan Love Story, which was canceled weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Hulu has come to save the day and will air the rest of the unaired episodes on Hulu, just like they're doing with Selfie. Which, I watched one of the recent episodes of Selfie that was only on Hulu. Awesome episode, man. Great Blues Traveler episode. If if you watch the show, check out the Blues Traveler episode. So funny. Uh... Congratulations to Scarlett Johansson, who just got married last week. That's awesome. Congratulations. Um, We have a new Everything Wrong With, which is Everything Wrong With House of the Dead. What killed me with this one is that this video is like 15 minutes. Everything Wrong With House of the Dead in 15 minutes or less. To me, House of the Dead is one of the worst films of all time. I wrote the Cinema Sins, dude, and I said, that video should have been everything wrong with House of the Dead in 90 minutes or less. Because it should have been the entire film. Plain and simple, you know. It kills me that, like, Transformers got two parts, and then he's going to do House of the Dead in 15 minutes. No freaking way, because that movie sucks. Alright, I digress. We got another trailer for While We're Young, which is a new Ben Stiller, Naomi Watts comedy. Uh, Got to put up a nice little cool movie mashup trailer of all the best trailers of 2014 that you can check out on the Facebook and Twitter page. Um, The really cool thing, kind of going back a little bit to the Preacher pilot going on AMC, is that Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are the ones producing and directing the pilot episode. That makes me even more stoked, because I love Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, and everything they touch seems to be gold, so i got a lot of high hopes for Preacher. Alright, Cliff Curtis is going to be leading the Walking Dead companion series. No name has still been set for this other than the Walking Dead companion series. Uh, But Cliff Curtis is great. This dude is awesome. He was the big baddie on Gang Related, which was the show on Fox that just got canceled a couple months ago. I loved Gang Related. I'm so pissed still that Fox canceled that. But he's great. Awesome actor. Great dude. And he is your lead in the Walking Dead spinoff. Let's see here. Oh, and in trailer news, this is one of the big, big trailers that dropped last week. We've been getting such great stuff lately. Uh, Terminator Genesis. We got the first official trailer for Terminator Genesis, and I loved it. 
I loved it. I go, I've gone back and watched it about five times. Um, I think it's great. And you get the sense, and this is really what I was already thinking, you get the sense where it's not really a remake, it's not really a reboot. They're doing the Star Trek thing that J.J. Abrams did, where basically you still have everything that happened in the first four films, but there's been a rift in time, and now you're getting this alternate timeline with these characters that can kind of change the future again and different things can happen. They go back in time. It's the same set of John Connor sends Kyle Reese back in time to protect his mom, you know, from getting termin- terminated by the Terminator. He goes back in time to the 80s. It's back, it's exactly like Terminator 1 again. Um, but now it's like you have the liquid metal Terminator, the T-1000s there again. Oh, if only it was played by Robert Patrick. But, uh, it, you know, it's cool seeing that liquid metal again. And, um, you know, chasing John Connor, but then Sarah Connor comes out of nowhere with the great, come with me if you want to live line. Uh, she gets him and he's like, what? Like, I'm supposed to come back and save you from the Terminator. And she's like, oh, you're too late for that. We already took care of it. And it shows another scene where you see the young Arnold Schwarzenegger come, like, in Terminator 1, and then old ter- old Arnold Schwarzenegger is standing there with a shotgun, and he's like, I've been waiting for you. Boom! So it's like, that creates this twist, where it's like the ter- the evil Terminator from the first movie gets taken out quickly by the old Arnold that was sent back to when Sarah Connor was a little kid. So Arnold's been on Earth watching young Sarah Connor grow up and been protecting her his whole life. That's why this Sarah Connor is younger. And and it just, I loved it. I loved the spin that they did. And everything that, that this trailer posed to me looked great. And once again, Jai Courtney, who's coming off the success of getting on the Suicide Squad, his name will get, you know, put off more. Um, it looks great. I know some people were like, eh, about it. I thought the trailer looked amazing, and I can't wait for this movie. This is definitely going to be one of my most anticipated films of the summer. So check out Terminator Genesis. You can see that trailer on our Facebook, on our Twitter, and of course, amiontheair.com. Click on the Trailers tab, because he's back. All right, Chris Pratt is in talks to join Magnif- Magnificent Seven, which is the new remake that uh, Antoine Fuqua is doing, and Denzel Washington is going to be leading. So I think that's great, man. It'd be cool to see Chris Pratt in there mixing it up with uh, Denzel. <laughs> I like it. Uh, True Detective has enlisted Dexter alum for season two. They got, um, what's his face? Um... Oh my god, I'm totally spacing his name! See, once again, it's what happens, live radio. Um, he worked with Dexter, he was a blood uh, splatter guy like Dexter, he, he did all the homicides, little Asian dude, um, why am I spacing his name? Most of you aren't going to even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm wasting so much time trying to figure this out. Come on, brain. Um, C.S. Lee. Yes, C.S. Lee uh, is his name. And he'll have a reoccurring role on Season 2 of True Detective. Wow. Sorry. Kills me sometimes. Get put on the spot like that. Um, TNT has renewed Legends for Season 2. So... 
I did not watch Legends. I know some people told me it was actually really good, um, but it looked like eh to me. But uh, it did really well, and, and it's good to see it get picked up for a second season. Um, we also posted, uh, get it, posted, the first poster for Terminator Genesis, which uh, has the obligatory ass shot on it of uh, Sarah Connor's butt uh, with her hand sitting there holding the, the T-800 head, um, and it says, reset, um, reset the future in 2015, Terminator Genesis. It's a pretty cool looking little poster. I just think it's funny whenever you have a female actress in any of these movies that they're always got to be facing butt to the camera. Uh, not that I'm complaining, but I, it's just, it's so funny because it's so typical of all of these studios to do something like that. Uh, supermodel turned actress Sarah Malakul, um, has scored the female lead in the Kickboxer remake. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 has hired Earth to Echo director um, to direct TMNT 2. So that is cool. Um, it'll be nice to have a new director in for the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, kind of give it a little bit of a different feel, different flow. Um, I think it'll work. I think it'll work really well. And this guy knows how to make, obviously, a kid flick, but knows how to give it a good heart and everything. Um, Earth to Echo was a film that... that Definitely got a lot of praise, so I think he'll handle Turtles really, really well. And from the word going around, we might see a little Bebop and Rocksteady popping up here in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, so very cool. Uh, Christopher Nolan might be directing Ready Player One adaptation for Warner Brothers. Um, I, I can't see him doing this. I don't know much about Ready Player One, but Christopher Nolan just loves to do his own stuff. He's not really a director to hire that Warner Brothers would just be like, hey, can you make this for us? Um, and he'd be like, okay, sure. Um, he likes to write and do his own concepts and stuff. You know, Batman was really the biggest stretch for him. So <clears throat> it'd be cool if he does. I just, it just shocks me a little bit to think that he might sign on to do something like this. But that's the rumor. So uh, Christopher Nolan might be directing Ready Player One. Uh, Luke Wilson and Imogen Poots is going to be starring in Showtime Network's pilot called Roadies. Uh, I'll definitely check that out. I love Showtime shows, and Luke Wilson's awesome, so I'll check it out. Uh, we got an article up with Oscar Isaac talking about playing Apocalypse in the next X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, you know, he's very excited about the role. He kind of talks about how he might portray it a little bit. Check out the article for the full details. Uh, Jesper Christensen's Mr. White is going to be returning in Spectre in, the, in that next James Bond movie. This was another piece of casting that came out after the big casting blowdown. Um, like I said, Ant-Man officially wrapped its uh, filming. And also, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice is officially wrapped filming. They were filming this movie for eight months. That is crazy. Typically, a film will do four, five tops. They did eight months on Batman v Superman, so they got a lot of footage down. I'm thinking the shoot went very long because I think they were they were directing parts for the Justice League movie that they're going to use later. I don't know. A piece of me really feels like they just did a bunch of extra shooting that they're going to use in the Justice League movie since they had the actors there on set, you know? It just kind of makes more sense. Um, we have the first trailer for Little Boy. Which looks, I don't know, not my cup of tea. 
Um, CBS has set the uh, finale date for Two and a Half Men and the McCarthys. Uh, they're both going to end in February. So they're kind of speeding those up a little bit. They're not going to go to the typical May like a lot of the other shows will. They'll finish up in um, February. Uh, this has been an interesting season of Two and a Half Men. I've been watching the show from the beginning. Uh, I didn't like when Ashton Kutcher first came, but the last couple seasons have actually been pretty decent. So um, I'm a little sad to see it go. The McCarthy's has been hit and miss. Uh, the It's okay. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It might get canceled, and if it does, oh well. Um, but I'll tell you, the last episode that was on last week was actually really funny. So... Um, you know, I'll continue to give it a shot here and there, but just kind of give you an idea of the McCarthy's. Uh, congratulations to Beyonce, who has passed Dolly Parton to become the most Grammy-nominated woman ever. Um, the director of Insurgent, which is the next Divergent movie, Robert Schwenke, is going to be returning for the next Divergent film, which is Allegiant. And guess what they're going to do? Because we're money-grubbing sons of bitches up in Hollywood. Yes, Allegiant, the third and final book, will be split into two films. And we're going to have Allegiant Part 1 and Allegiant Part 2. Just like The Hunger Games, just like Twilight, just like Harry Potter. I hate this trend, Hollywood. I hate it. Stop making the third books two parts, there's no reason for it, you know, it just feels so desperate to me now, just stop, stop it, but in any case, Robert Schwenke, who directed Insurgent, is going to be directing part one of Allegiant, no word on part two yet. Uh, we have the full list of the Grammy nominations. I was going to read those to you, but I decided not to because some a lot of you don't care about music. And on top of that, uh, I'm going a little bit longer today than I wanted to uh, because of all the casting news and everything that we've been getting into. So uh, we've already hit that hour mark, so I want to just kind of get through the rest of the news. So if you're interested in the Grammy nominees, just check out the article, of course, on the Twitter and the Facebook page, and you'll get the full breakdown on that. Uh, the Wonder Woman movie has hired um, the Pan writer, the guy who, who wrote Pan with uh, Hugh Jackman. He's going to write the script for the Wonder Woman film uh, for Warner Brothers, so that's cool. Um, CBS has pulled their programming from Dish Network, so if you have Dish, no more CBS for now. They gave a couple extensions, and they didn't do anything, so uh, now it's gone. So I would suggest uh, your local cable company or DirecTV. Uh, this was pretty big breaking news over the weekend. Roberto Orsi, who was going to direct uh, Star Trek Three, has dropped out. No word from the studio or from Mr. Orsi himself about why. Um, it is They are still going to use his script. He wrote the film. Um, they're still going to use his script, but they are searching for another director right now. A lot of sites are running with the rumor that Edgar Wright might actually pop on and direct this film. I find that very hard to believe. Um, hey, they might surprise me, and that might be the truth, but I find it very hard to believe. Um, I don't 
the only thing I could think of here with Roberto Orsi leaving, because this is his baby. He wrote the first two movies. He wrote the third movie. J.J. Abrams, of course, had to step off because he's doing Star Wars. And it was J.J.'s, you know, pitch and everything to the studio to be like, hey, let Roberto Orsi direct this. And they said, okay. And they gave it to him, and he's been doing awesome with it. And even the cast has been like, dude, Orsi's going to kill it. We love this guy. He's going to be awesome. Now, all of a sudden, he's gone. It's really, really weird. It says he's going to stay on as a producer, but why is he not directing? My only guess to this is that the studio realized we really can't risk a property like this with a dude that's never directed before. Because Roberto Orsi has never directed a single thing before in the history of his career. He's a producer, he's a writer, but he's never directed. Star Trek Three was going to be his first. Do you hand over a $200 million budgeted film to a first-time director? Probably not. So, I think the studio just kind of got back into a corner and said, you know what, man, we really just can't risk it. And I think he probably understands, and he's like, okay. So we'll see. We'll see who steps on. They're going to need a director to jump in very quickly because they got to start filming in 2015 to make, to make the 2016 release date that they want to hit. So we'll keep you posted. On the rumor mill of um, Edgar Wright directing, like I said, I don't believe that for a second. It's hard for me to believe that the man who just left Ant-Man, which was his baby... He wrote that film, he worked on that film for years, and Marvel went to him and said, hey, can you just make a couple of these tweaks to the film so that it matches our cinematic universe? And he said, nope, I'm not changing anything, I quit, and he, and he left. You're telling me he's just going to jump on and be like, sure, I'll make a Star Trek film the way that you want me to make it, with a script that someone else wrote? Edgar Wright's not a director for hire, and he is not that kind of guy. If he was that easy to do, then he would have changed Ant-Man and continued to make Ant-Man. You know, he stood up for his principles, and he said no, and he walked. So why would he join Star Trek III? <laughs> a third film in a franchise he had nothing to do with, and he's going to be handed a script and be told, make this movie. I just don't see Edgar Wright being that guy to be like, sure, no problem. So it's a really weird suggestion, but and we'll keep you posted. Who knows, tomorrow it's going to be confirmed, Edgar Wright directs Star Trek 3. If it is, it is, but for me, I find it very hard to believe at this point. Um, the Flash that airs tomorrow night is going to be, the episode is going to be running an extra two minutes, so make sure that you set your DVRs accordingly. Because it will run over at least two minutes. So set up a nice little extension there. Uh, we have the full winner list for the Game Awards of 2014. You can check that out. Uh, J.K. Rowling has said that she's going to be releasing some more short stories from Harry Potter here soon. Um, I got a cool little article I posted up called Suicide Squad, A Brief History of the Black Ops Bad Guys. So if you want to know a little bit more about Suicide Squad, check out that article on our Facebook and Twitter page. That'll kind of break it down for you a little bit better. Uh, 
In a box office report, um, Mockingjay Part 1 is poised to become the second film, the number two title of 2014 in the United States. It's making a lot of money, and it's definitely going to be right up behind Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, th- I think it still has a chance it could actually pass Guardians at the pace that it's going. But I think it'll slow down here in the next couple of weeks, and it might not hit it. But um, it's definitely going to be the number two film because it's getting very close to passing uh, Winter Soldier. Now now on Netflix is Anchorman 2 and American Horror Story Coven, so you can check those out on Netflix if you haven't seen them yet. Anchorman 2 is hilarious. Um, we have a new trailer for Little Accidents, which stars Elizabeth Banks and Josh Lucas. Um... Josh Brolin was interviewed and he was asked uh, about Avengers uh, Affinity War and he just basically said ultimately it's Thanos against everyone uh, and he just talks about how Thanos just wants complete control and total destruction of everything so it was just a quick little cool article of him talking about Thanos and, and even in filming that role. Um, Jeremy Irons has revealed that his Alfred in Batman v Superman will be a different take on the character and he's going to be a lot more hands-on. He says his role isn't very big at all, uh, but for what they do use him in, it's going to be definitely something unlike you've seen from an Alfred in a Batman movie. We got some new set photos that we put up from uh, the new film San Andreas starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson that you can check out. Uh, Jason Momoa started talking about Aquaman. He says he signed a four-picture deal and that he wants Zack Snyder to actually direct his solo film. Uh, so it's funny to see all these guys want Zack now because Zack did Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. is going to be a producer on the Wonder Woman movie. Zack is starting to be almost like a Kevin Feige of the DC Universe. I don't want to burn him out, though, because we know he's going to be directing Justice League 1 and 2. So... I don't think he could take Aquaman on on top of that. We're going to kill this dude with superheroes. Uh, But I like that Jason feels that comfortable with Zack, that he's like, I want him to do it. So, And I'm glad to hear and see that Jason Momoa is really opening up to the role and getting excited about being Aquaman. The official website for Avengers Age of Ultron has launched as of today, and we posted the link up on our Twitter page. You can check that out. Um... This is pretty cool. Mark Hamill, Mr. Luke Skywalker himself, uh, back on the CW, uh, back on the Flash from back in the day, the '90s Flash sitcom, he played a villain called the Trickster. Well, it was announced today that the CW's new Flash that's on right now, Mark Hamill's going to come back and he's going to play the Trickster again. So Mark Hamill will reprise his role as the Trickster for the CW's Flash. That is pretty awesome. I love Mark Hamill. It'll be cool to see him come back and be the Trickster. The Flash has done a good job at this. The original Flash from the 90s sitcom is actually Barry Allen's dad in the new version. So that's really cool. And then now you get Mark Hamill back. I like the little connections. I like the little nods. Totally dig it. Uh, Jamie Lee Fox and Emma Roberts are going to headline Fox's new upcoming horror comedy series called Scream Queens. So that's that's be cool. Makes sense. We got uh, Emma Roberts, who's been on the last couple seasons of American Horror Story. And, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis, who started it all with Halloween. So... I think they're good additions here for Scream Queens. Jennifer Garner, Micah Monroe, and Ty Sheridan are going to star in a new film called Tribes of the Palo Verdes. 
And Howard Stern is going to be returning for the next season of America's Got Talent. So that's really cool. I love Howard on that show. In some TV ratings, last night was the debut of the new show, The Librarians, which debuted on TNT, uh, which is a spinoff of the um, Noah Wiley movies called The Librarian. Um, this show killed it. it. It was a huge hit, and it was the biggest debut for TNT of the year, surpassing The Last Ship, uh, which came out several months ago. So, congratulations to the librarians. I actually did, I DVR'd it last night. I have not watched it. The season premiere is two hours long, so I'm going to need some time on that. But, uh, but, um, yeah. But very, very cool uh, to, uh, to see well it did. I, I, you don't see shows on, like, TBS or TNT, like, debut to really big numbers. Um, but so that that's really cool. Uh, in some debuts this week, um, I believe Friday. If you check your list, your local listings, look on TNT. Uh, the Rock has a new show called Wake Up Call. Um, so that's going to be interesting. It's a new reality show where he goes and visits people and kind of gives them inspiration and stuff like that. It's called Wake Up Call. That debuts this week. Also debuting this week is the second season of Ground Floor on TBS. This was a show that I really got into last year. Um, it's a really cute kind of little half-hour comedy sitcom. It's called Ground Floor. It's on TBS, and that second season starts this week. Um, also this week is the mid-season finales of The Flash and Arrow. Uh, and I want to side note, I want to say check out Constantine. If you have not watched Constantine, you should get into it. That show is getting better and better each week. I'm loving Constantine now. The first couple episodes, I was like, eh, but now I'm really into it. Uh, I got completely caught up on Gotham. I think Gotham is a fantastic show now, too. So our comic book shows this season are just doing great. So go support them. Check them out. You can catch up on everything now, because everything's starting to do the little mid-season finales. So you have time to go and catch up on it all. All right? Let's go into our box office and our release dates for our new stuff this week. Um, tomorrow, of course, is Tuesday, and on Tuesdays we have our releases on Blu-ray and DVD. And I'm proud to let you know that tomorrow on Blu-ray and DVD is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, I already got mine on the way from Amazon. Guardians of the Galaxy, Dolphin Tale 2, When the Game Stands Tall, and Frank all hit DVD and Blu-ray tomorrow. In theaters on Friday is Exodus, Gods and Kings, and the new Chris Rock comedy, Top 5. So, I'm hearing great things about Top 5. Definitely want to check that out. I might see Exodus as well. We'll see. Here's your box office. Coming in number 10, it's Birdman with $1.15 million. Number 9 is The Pyramid with $1.35. Number 8 is Gone Girl with $1.5 million. Number 7 is The Theory of Everything with $2.67 million. Number 6 is Dumb and Dumber 2 with $4.17 million. Number 5 is Interstellar with $8 million. Number 4 is Big Hero 6 with $8.13 million. Number three is Horrible Bosses 2 with 8.6 million. Number two is Penguins of Madagascar with 11.1 million. And number one, once again, for the third week straight, it's The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. No shocker here, nothing big came out. Um, Hunger Games brought in another $21.6 million. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We give a little quick shout out. I want to shout out the People's Forum. 
you can check that show out on reddragonsradio.com. Uh, I, a new episode of theirs just went up today. And it was an episode I recorded with them last week uh, called um, Prequels, Love It or Hate It. And uh, basically, yeah, we just chatted for about an hour all about prequels. Of course, a lot of talk on Star Wars, <laughs> a little underworld talk. Uh, but really talking about, you know, prequels. Like, are they good? Do you like them? Do you not like them? Do you feel that they fit any kind of need to tell that kind of backstory? Uh, it's always fun kind of doing these debates. We've uh, The People's Forum has kind of taken this direction in the last month. You know, we did the Transformers films, Love It or Hate It. Uh, his new episode last week was about... Uh, was about reboots and remakes, love it or hate it, uh, and then of course we did prequels uh, this week, love it or hate it, so, uh, you know, it's really taking a good forum position, uh, and it was myself with Peeps along with Friggins, um, aka Lobster Johnson, as we broke down prequels, um, so it was good, it was good stuff, check out the episodes available now on demand over at reddragonsradio.com. All right, so uh, on that note, let's run down um, the social stuff. Of course, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash air. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash air. You can follow me on Twitter at dxdonmega. Our official webpage is amiontheair.com, and that's where you can go, and you can check out all the box office stuff, look at trailers, look at um, movie reviews, Listen to the show, of course. It's all right there on amiontheair.com. If you are on iTunes, we are available on iTunes. You can download, rate, and subscribe us on iTunes. If you're looking for an app to listen to us on the go, Stitcher is your place to go. Once you save us as, a, as one of your favorite shows, you'll automatically get the new episodes uploaded instantly uh, on your app. So it's great. Um, you can... Find us on your Google Plus circles. Um, we are on YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can listen to the show even on YouTube at youtube.com slash air. So that'll do it for us tonight. This has been a big episode, man. I uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, our last several episodes have barely been a half hour to 40 minutes because uh, there hasn't really been all that much. But there was a lot of casting stuff going down last week that we really need to get into. So I appreciate you sitting along for the ride here, an hour and 20 minutes uh, for this episode. So um, thanks again. Check out reddragonsradio.com where you can listen to this show, Am I Still on the Air? This week with the geek, Out of the Rifts, the People's Forum, Inside the Ropes, um, the Pro Wrestling Nation and the Brothers of Destruction podcast all on reddragonsradio.com your one stop shop for all the best podcasts on the web follow on Twitter at Red Dragons Radio. alright I'm signing off until next time I am Don Mega peace Red Dragons